his name. Don't pity Pat God. Go on and praise the Lord. Come on and bless his name for the good God that he is. Oh, he's been better than that. He's been better than that. He's been better than that. Lord, you are good. And your mercy endures forever. Come on and bless his name, y'all. you are good and in mercy endureth forever. Do I have any witnesses out there? Come on, put your hands together in here. We're going to give him glory. Here we go. Here we go. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good.
Good morning. May we stand, please. We welcome you to this, our 11 o'clock worship experience. Not just you, my father's children that are here in the sanctuary, but we welcome those who are joining us as well by way of live streaming. For this is the day that the Lord has made. And I don't know about you, but I'm mighty glad about it. Can we give the Lord some praise? If each and every last one of us had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank him enough for all of the many blessings that he has bestowed upon each and every one of us. Not only that, but he has protected us from dangers that we could see. And then there were some dangers that we didn't even see that he still protected us. And for that, we are grateful. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you now. Lord God, we thank you for blessing us to be in the house of prayer one more time. Lord God, we understand and we realize that it is nothing that we have done that afforded us this privilege, but that it was your love, your mercy, and above all, your grace that blessed us to be in church again this morning. Father God, we pray now for those who are sick and shut in. We pray for those behind prison bars. We pray for those that are bereaved this morning. But Father God, we that are up and able, we gonna thank you. We gonna thank you because we know it could have been the other way. You've given us a voice to talk. You've given us legs to walk. You put a roof over our head, Lord, and we are thankful and we are grateful. Bless now, Lord, everything that we do in this service, not just this house, but in every church door that's open in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bless us now, Lord, as we go into this service. Touch and agree and have everything that we do, Lord, in your spirit. And we know then everything will be all right. For we ask it all in the precious and matchless name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. Amen. 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 And amen. May of course is coming now. Walk and talk with me 
broken But since I found Jesus They don't have no time for me But the mean things to say They don't make me feel bad I can't miss a friend that I, I never had It was my life My life has changed, has changed. My, life my life said it has changed, has changed. My, whole life. my whole life has changed Help me sing it, yes My whole life has changed I've had friends and loved ones to walk and talk with me But since I But the mean things to say, they don't make me feel bad. I can't miss a friend that I, I never had in my life. My life has changed. Has changed. My, life, my life, I said it has changed. Has changed. Since Jesus life came into my heart. Has changed. And my whole life, my life it has changed. For changing me And somebody else that You want to be changed Is there anybody here You want to be changed Just let me tell you What you need to do Raise your hand Tell the Lord I'm standing right here Go on and change me Be changed. Just tell the Lord, go on and change me. Go on and change me. If you wanna be changed, if you wanna be changed, if you wanna be changed, wanna be changed. Just tell the Lord, change my mind, change my heart. Is there anybody here wanna be changed? Be changed. I invite you to the master. He will change you. He will change you. Change your whole life. Amen. Can I get an amen again? My whole life has changed. I'm not going to sing it. The brothers did a good job. Let's give the brothers a hand. A hand clap of praise. Good morning, K Chapel. Good morning, church family. The scripture for the morning will come from Isaiah, the first chapter. I'll be reading verses 11 through 18, and they read as follows. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and of the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs 
or of he goats? When ye come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my counts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, and I, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings. From before mine eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, thou shall be as wool. God's word for God's people. My God, my God. Go with me now for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just pause to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come because you said we should come. You said in your word, Father, you said men should always pray and not faint. For Father, we come now knowing that you hold all power in your hands. Father, we thank you for being omnipresent, being everywhere at the same time, Father. Father, we don't know what the next minute or the next second's going to bring. We don't know what the next, what next thing's going to come across our phone as a headline, Father. Amen. We know that you are the controller of that next minute and the next second. Father, we thank you for what you've done. You brought us through water crises. You brought us to ice storms. You brought us to, we're still in a pandemic, but Father, you're pushing us through. You're making a way out of no way. You're lifting yeah, up bow down yeah, heads, yeah. Father. You're drying, weeping eyes. Pray, Father, we know. We know that you are the one that make everything possible, Father. We thank you for this beautiful day that you made today. A day that we can all come together and praise your name and we're peacock proud, Father, to praise it, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you for putting this word into our pastor today. We thank mm. you for using him as a vessel. And we want to take what you give him today to make us better. To make us be the type of Christians that you designed us to be, Father. Father, we thank you for what you've done, and we thank you for what you're going to do. We ask these and other blessings in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Listen, can we just lift up a worship this morning? Can we just lift up a worship this morning? The song simply says, here's my worship. Take joy in it. Hallelujah. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Make this your dwelling place. I want to put a smile on your face. Can we worship him this morning? If you know it, sing it with me. Here's, here's my worship. Take, take joy in it. Make this, make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile. I want to put a smile on your face. I present, face. I present my heart to you. I present my life to you. I present my, my life. life That's to all you. it is. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile. I want to put a smile on your I face. I present. I present my heart to you. My heart to you. I present my life. I present my life to you. All over the room, sing it again. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. 
make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile. I want to put a smile on your face. I present, I present my, my heart, heart to you. Said I present. I present my, my life, life to Everybody you. Everybody sing it. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy. Take joy in Make it your dwelling make place. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put a smile. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Smile. I hope this makes you happy, God. Here's my life, Lord. Smile. I hope this praise makes you glad, God. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Smile. I hope this is a sweet smelling savor in your nostrils, God. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Smile on it, God. Here's my worship. here. Thank you, God. We worship you this morning, Lord. Have your way in this service. Have your way in this sanctuary. Have your way in your servants' hearts. Do what you will in Jesus' name. Move how you want in Jesus' name. Say what you want in Jesus' name. And as somebody said last week, if you don't stay but just a little while, come on in this building. Come in this sanctuary. Come in this church, make your presence known, dwell here in the name of Jesus. We worship you now, we glorify you now, we thank you now, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve, amen. 
Amen. Good to see each of you, my father's children, on this morning. Amen. Amen. God is a good God. God is a wonderful God. And we give him a wonderful praise, for certainly he is due all the glory and all the honor and all of the praise. Good to see each of you, my father's children, you who are with us in the sanctuary, you who are visiting with us and worshiping with us online. We thank God for your presence as well. Just a few announcements we want to lift up. Congratulations goes to Brother Ricky Thickpin. Brother Thickpin was selected as the top minority business leader by the Delta Business Journal. Amen. So we celebrate Ricky Thickpin on that. Congratulations, Brother Thickpin. We celebrate you and congratulate you as well. On next Sunday, October 16th, in uh, the gymnasium from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Remember, we are in the election season, and we have our own Hines County Circuit Clerk who will be with us, Zach Wallace, uh, to share some information on the importance of voting and voting procedures. Uh, there may be some changes in precincts and things of that nature, so we want to make sure that you know where you're to vote, how you are to vote, what you are to bring with you if you are going to vote. Uh, our own Hines County Circuit Court, Zach Wallace, will be with us on next Sunday, next Sunday, uh, the 16th from 9.30 until 10.30 a.m. in our gymnasium. Please meet our Hines County Court Circuit Clerk, Zach Wallace. Also, if you need to register to vote, I believe there is registration available here. This is the last Sunday uh, before the cutoff, and so if you have someone in your household or you brought someone with you who needs to register to vote, I'm, I believe we have forms available. Sister Green, Sister Green, do you have those forms available? If you'll see who has them. You have them? Somebody has Who has them? Who, who do they need to see? You have them. God bless you. See Sister Green, she will get those forms to you. Make sure you get registered uh, to vote. Amen. Listen, listen, get registered to vote, y'all. God bless you. God, we can't change nothing if we don't vote. Amen. Amen. We can't change nothing if we don't vote. God bless you. Listen, on November 13th, excited about the fact that we, we're going to have members of the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra, members of the Tougaloo College Concert Choir, and some other musicians throughout the city right here at Cade Chapel at 3 p.m. for a music festival of sorts. I don't know what all is going to be, but I'm told it's going to be good. Amen. And so we want to celebrate uh, the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra, who's going to be partnering also with members of K chapels, uh, singing aggregations. I understand some of the voices are going to be uh, singing with them, Tougaloo College Concert Choir and other musicians, November 13th. That's all the information I got, y'all. November 13th at 3 p.m. right here in the sanctuary. So we're looking forward to a great time with that. Wendy White Williams, are you here? Sister Wendy, Sister Wendy, are you here? God bless you. Come on up. God bless you. We're going to receive her. She's running for Hines County Circuit Court Judge District 2. And if you will come and just introduce yourself to us, amen, in the two minutes that we've allotted. And I know she's going to do it because we had a pre-conference. Amen. Amen. So she understands. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Wendy. Morning. Thank you, uh, Reverend, for allowing me to stand before your con congregation, and I very humbly do so. My name is Wendy Wilson-White. And as said, I'm a candidate for Hines County Circuit Court Judge in District 2. Please believe that this is not a decision that I have taken lightly. It is one that I have prayed about for a while. This is a huge step and I recognize that. I'm here today with my family, my husband Coleman of 15 years. Our daughters Logan and Reagan are here with us as well. I was born and raised here in Jackson, graduate of Provine High School, Tougaloo College. I received my MBA in finance from Clark Atlanta University and my law degree from MC College and School of Law in 2001. What that means is I have more than 21 years of very practical 
and relevant work experience at this point. I'm currently one of your assistant DAs in Hines County. I'm your former chief prosecutor for the city of Jackson. Prior to prosecuting crime for eight years, 13 years I worked as a civil litigator. I represented individuals such as yourselves. I defended insurance companies and corporations and for three years I was a mental health attorney advocate at Disability Rights Mississippi speaking up for Mississippians who live on a daily basis with mental illness. I'm running on the platform of redefining justice and I do so because I see changes that need to be made inside our judicial system and our criminal justice system. I have three reads. I want to reevaluate mental health and I want to work with mental health professionals to make sure mental illness is addressed timely and appropriately. I want to refocus our crime fighting efforts. I want to balance appropriate bonds with public safety. I want to re-educate our children and our community. I recognize that our children are in a crisis, but I don't believe they have to be. Our children need to be educated. They don't deserve to be victims of crime or defendants in this criminal justice system. We need to work with our children and turn this around now. I also want to speak to our community, invite you to participate in the process. It does not work without you. November 8th, you will have an opportunity to vote. I'm asking you to support me as I journey to November 8th and beyond. I need you to pray for me. And on November 8th, I am asking you to vote for me. Your vote counts. Wendy Wilson White will be on the ballot as your next Hines County Circuit Court Judge. I need your vote. WWW, Wendy Wilson White, thanks again for allowing me to share. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let the church say amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for sharing with us. I believe we have an uh, acknowledgement from a member of the program committee. Is that right? Member of the program committee. God bless you as you are coming. Thank God for you. Uh, uh, also, if we will be ready, God bless. All right. Good morning. This morning we want to observe National Clergy Appreciation Day. Uh, this is a celebration where we recognize our pastor as well as our entire ministerial staff for the hard work, sacrifices, and exceptional service that they provide us. Our national Clergy Appreciation Month was established in 1992 and is usually observed on the second Sunday in October. However, the entire month of October is used to recognize and uh, show honor, give honor to those who serve us. We are grateful to our ministerial staff, to our pastor, for sharing their spiritual gifts and talents in unselfish service to God and his people. You nurture our spiritual well-being, and for that we are grateful, and we, and we are thankful for your presence at times when things are good for us, when we are happy, when we are getting married, um, baptisms, dedicating our babies, and then you're also there with us when we suffer hurt, when our hearts are broken, when we lost a loved one, when we are dealing with critical illnesses, 
And then sometimes we're, we're just emotionally depleted. You're there for us. We appreciate your presence. And we want you to know how much we love you and appreciate you. We want to thank each of you for sharing your time, your compassion, your humility, your wisdom, and your love with us. May God continue to cover you with his love, bless your every endeavor in furthering his kingdom. And at this time, Kay Chapel, I'd like for you to join me in a hand clap of praise and thankfulness to God for providing us with these dedicated servants. We still are appreciating our clergy for uh, the month of um, October, not only October, the entire year and whenever we can. So at this time, I'd like for Pastor Buckley to come forward. <laughs> Reverend Harris. Reverend Powell, okay, Reverend Wright, and Reverend Redman. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, and to indeed to all of these uh, ministers uh, who are here, those who are not here, we thank God for each of you for all that you do to make ministry happen here uh, at K Chapel. Uh, God has been good to this this team of ministers. Amen. It's been good to me, blessing me with this team of ministers. Uh, I can call on them uh, when I'm not available to do things, and, and sometimes they fighting among each other. Who gonna do it? That, that, that's the willingness that they have to serve, and I thank God for, for that, that heart of service uh, for, from each of you, uh, for the gifts that God has given to each of you. Uh, God has given you gifts severally, and uh, I, you know, when I look at them, I, I, I almost think about what each of them is really good at. Y'all do too. Y'all do too. Y'all didn't give them some of them nicknames. I, I know, I know. But we thank God for all that you do in the ministry here at K Chapel. Amen. Amen. Listen, let me let me take just a moment, quick moment. Um, we are into our second. This is our second Sunday of the new fiscal year. We began our new fiscal year. Uh, last uh, Sunday, October, first Sunday of October. Um, this, this, is a, this is a great site that I'm looking at. Um, we have been coming back in great numbers uh, over the last month. 
And so it's good to see many of you coming back into the service. Um, it reminds us of, of where we were and where we have been. It also gives us some indication uh, about where we, we are yet going. Uh, for those of you who have been with us through the long haul, you know that before March of 2020, we began a process uh, whereby we were uh, engaging our congregation, uh, considering uh, the building of a new sanctuary. Uh, because of the growth, because uh, we were at two services, and because those services, the eight o'clock was jam-packed, people were in and leaving because they could not get seats. The 11 o'clock was fairly filled, not always as packed, but uh, we started looking at, at what it would mean uh, to expand our campus. Um, for those of you who, who have been with us some time, you know that we bought property not far from here. Uh, but our latest iteration, our last iteration before uh, COVID came, uh, we settled on actually building on this current site. Um, we were prepared to introduce some of those concepts to you, and then the world changed. We, we, we had been working the program, I'm, I'm sorry, the building committee, I uh, had been meeting with, with myself and with the architects uh, and the construction uh, builders, and we had come up with some plans that we were just about ready to share with you, and then COVID hit. And then everything changed. Uh, we went from two services packed to one service and me. <laughs> Amen. And because of that, we put everything on hold because we didn't know what was coming down the pike when we would see people return, if we would see people return, and what the return would look like. Uh, as we are turning the corner uh, in terms of, of COVID and learning how to live with this, and people have gotten vaccinated for the most part, uh, we see that people are returning. And we do believe that this is a healthy indication uh, that not only is our congregation healthy, but it is continuing to grow. It's for that reason that we thought it wise to pick up again the building project and bring to you at least where we left off so that you might know where we are picking up and beginning to have conversation again. Some of you will recognize some of the sites that you see on this video, and I'll ask that we could just go ahead and begin playing now. Uh, and I'll sort of narrate through what you're seeing. We don't um, have everything in place. Um, uh, and again, I will stress that what you will see are just conceptual. Don't get locked into any colors. Don't get locked into any uh, furnishings that you see. Uh, but this is a conceptual rendering of what we've put together, okay? And you know these people, these aren't concepts. These are real folk. Amen. These are real folk. Amen. But it just goes to show, show you where we, where we left off, where we were beginning. We had a building committee come together and we began with Kate Advance, where we asked you to give. Uh, you were giving to that. And uh, we started meeting with the architect. And this is the beginning concept that we came up with that would be built actually on the parking lot parking lot right here which means that we would stay in this facility this facility would be transformed into larger office spaces and uh, 
ability for the choir to practice in here and not necessarily go into the main sanctuary. Uh, so this would stay here and then the new building would be attached to this going into the parking lot. This thing gives you some insight to what the facility would look like. This particular uh, rendering had a 1200 seat uh, sanctuary. Uh, we're having some discussion now about whether or not we need to decrease that size given that we know uh, that a lot of our members are online. A lot of our members are watching. And so we may actually shrink the, uh, the 1,200 seats to maybe eight or 900 seats. We're not sure yet, but that's a conversation, conversation to have. Um, I don't know what usher that was walking down there, but y'all just keep. <laughs> it was an usher. It was an usher. That's all I know. wasn't just talking we were working uh, we were meeting we were planning and we got to this point uh, in the concept the front of the building would be facing Bailey Avenue that's where we left off We're beginning to have conversations again to pick up where we left off. And I thank God for our building committee, a chair of our deacons, chair of our trustees, those who have participated in the planning process. Uh, we're beginning to uh, re-engage um, members of the uh, building committee as well as architects uh, that we might develop this concept in full and then be able to present it to you uh, possibly early of 2023. That's our goal, that's our hope, but I just wanna let you know where we are as we come back together as Cade Chapel. Amen? Amen? I hope you get excited. Amen, I hope you get excited. Amen. God is great and he is greatly to be praised. Why don't you come? Good morning. We're in a great worship service. So let us continue our worship in giving. It is better to give than to receive. There are uh, three right reasons we give here at Kate Chapel. First of all, we give to show our obedience to God and his word. We give to thank God for his provision for us. We give to support local and global ministry. Now, there are three ways you can give, at least three ways you can give. First of all, you can give for those who are watching uh, virtually, you can give by texting the number on the screen. You can give by using the Cade app, or you can give. You can use the uh, you can use the uh, the envelope system, and you can also drop your your offering off here at K, at Cade Chapel at 1000 West Ridgeway Street. God bless you.
Amen. Let us pray. Father, if we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. Father, we're thankful for this offering, Father, as it will be used to uplift your kingdom. As we journey, Father, through the days ahead, we ask that you prepare our journey, guide our footsteps, and the Holy Spirit watch over us on every path we follow. In Jesus Christ, Lord, we pray. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. How many of you feel like going on this morning? No matter what you've been through, no matter where you've been, you're not giving up. No matter what, as Pastor just said, you're going to go on anyhow. James, the fifth chapter, verse 13. It asked a question, is any among you afflicted? And then it gives you an answer. It says, let him pray. There's some members that are requesting your prayers this morning. And I ask as you travel during the week, we ask that you would participate in the ministry of one another. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families and Sister Renita Wright lost her mother, Deaconess Maddie Wright. A graveside service for Deaconess Wright was held on Friday, October 7th at Garden Memorial Park. We still have in rehab Deacon Cornelius Story and Brother Benny Lowry. We have recovering at home Representative Alice Clark, Sister Catherine Kilpatrick, Sister Gloria Greer, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, and Brother Sammy Henderson. Also asking for your continued prayers is Brother Al Buchanan and Mr. R.T. Cage, the brother of Sister Mary Bell. And just a few minutes ago, if you'll notice, Reverend Harrington is not here. She wants, she's asking for the prayers for her brother, Leroy Leroy Harrington, who's in the VA hospital in the Chicago area. But she's also asking for prayer for his sons and his wife, who has some difficult decisions to make in the future. So as you travel during the week, please keep these people in, in mind. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day do what? Amen.
else could do he did don't be confused about it the alarm clock didn't wake you up this morning yeah it just went off it was God don't be confused about it your car didn't get you here this morning it was God didn't have to do it but I'm glad that he did my God my God my God my God bless you bless you bless you Isaiah chapter 1 Isaiah chapter 1 so glad he did amen Isaiah chapter 1 beginning with verse number 11 these words are recorded to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me saith the Lord I'm full of burnt offerings of rams and fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of rams or of he goats. When you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear your hands are full of blood. Wash you make you clean put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes cease to do evil learn to do well seek judgment relieve the oppressed judge the fatherless plead for the widow come now and let us reason together saith the Lord though your sins be as scarlet they shall be as white as snow 
Will they be red like crimson? They will be, shall be as wool. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord, giving God what he wants. Giving God what he wants. Have, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever gotten a gift? From someone and, and it was a pretty gift. Wrapped nicely. And you got to opening it and you were wondering what was it going to be and you finally got it open and opened the box and got all the tissue paper out of the way and there it was. What is it? And why did you give it to me? So, some of y'all have been there. So, some of you all have been there. Now, now if, if it's from someone who does not know you, someone who, who just trying to be nice, and then, then you know, that, you appreciate the gesture. You appreciate. But if it's from somebody who knows you, I mean, they know your aesthetic, they know your style, they know your size, they, they know everything about you, and they get something that just doesn't even qualify as you. It makes you wonder, what did you have in mind? Yeah. I'm convinced, I'm convinced that when it comes to worship, God looks at some of what we give him and asks the same question. What did you have in mind? When, when you wrapped this up and tried to give it to God, what, what did you have in mind when... When, when you lifted up your hands and your hands were still dirty, what did you have in mind when, when you opened your mouth but you were cussing last night? What did you have in mind? God asked the question. He says, when it comes to worship, I want you to give me something that I actually want. Give me something that fits who I am. Give me something that matches my character, that corresponds to my nature. Give me something that represents me. Mm. This text helps us identify what the Lord likes and what the Lord loathes about worship. Text brings into focus what he expects and what he despises in our worship. The text point out what he regards and what he rejects in our worship. Can we walk through it together? Passage has three parts to it. I won't hold you long. It has three parts to it. Verses, one, verses 11 and 12 make up what I call the inquiry. The inquiry. In the inquiry, God poses a question about what's the motivation behind the worship. Listen to the question. He says, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of burnt offerings of rams, the fat of fed beasts, and, and I delight not in the bl blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. When ye come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? God says, listen, in effect, why are you doing what you're doing? He asked the question, what's behind what you're giving to me? It's an inquiry. 
It's an inquiry. The Lord is raising the question about the purpose behind your praise. He's raising the question about the method behind the madness. He's raising the question about how you're doing what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing. Watch this. And who told you to do it? He raises the question. Why are you doing this? How are you doing this? And who told you that I like this? <laughs> and, it, and it causes us, it causes us to have to ask ourselves the question, is our worship questionable to God? Does God look at our worship and question it? Questionable worship is nothing new. The sons of Aaron were charged with questionable worship when they come into the tabernacle presenting what the Bible calls strange fire. Strange fire means it was suspect, it was questionable, it was different from what God had prescribed. And because it was strange fire in the tabernacle, God rejected it and God rejected the ones who presented it to him. It was strange fire. Somebody say strange fire. Strange fire. Now, my brothers and my sisters, there is some strange fire burning in some of our hearts. Strange fire in some of our churches. Strange fire that resembles worship but is really just a technological production. Strange fire that sounds like worship but is really a concert of self-promotion and self-absorption. Strange fire that feels like worship but is really just a souped up positive thinking sermon. Strange fire masquerading as worship but is really just a life coaching seminar strange fire and so God makes this inquiry because he wants us to assess what we're doing and why we are doing it to what purpose God asks to what purpose what is it that you're doing why are you doing it and what is driving your worship What's driving your worship? Is your worship done out of guilt? Guilt because guilt, uh, worship that is driven out of a sense of condemnation. In other words, I, I'm here because... <sighs> I'm just guilty and... Condemnation follows me everywhere. What's, what's driving your worship? Is it, is, it, is it habit? You worship just because that's what you do on Sundays? What, what drives your worship? Is it, is it fear? Because if you don't worship God, you think he'll kill you? Come on and talk to me if you can. What, what drives your worship? Is it selfish ambition? Are you here because you think you can get something from God if you praise him and worship him good enough? What drives your worship? Hopefully you can come to the place where what drives your worship is only a pure heart. God wants to know that you have the right reason driving your praise, the right reason motivating your worship. But then secondly, after the inquiry, there is the insight. 
This middle part of the text is where the reader is given some insight from the Lord regarding his feelings about what we are offering to him. We get to hear from the Lord about what he thinks about what we're doing in the church, how we're singing in the church, what we're giving in the church. And then not just what we're doing in the church, but what we're doing out of the church. We get to hear from God about, about how he feels and, and if this is, watch this, if his heart sings from our worship, if his face smiles because of our worship, let me suggest to you, my brothers and my sisters, that God's heart is in fact broken when we give him what we want to give him rather than what he wants. Let me suggest to you that you're in a bad place when our worship becomes wearisome and worrisome to the Lord, when your worship becomes burdensome and boring to God, you need to check what you're bringing him. When your worship becomes a predictable production, God gets irritated and nauseated by it. When he knows, yeah, you're going to do this next and you're going to say this next and you're going to squint your face up and then you're going to act like you're holy and then you're going to leave here the same devil you was when you got here. It's a predictable production. And God says, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of seeing you Sunday after Sunday act like you get the Holy Ghost and ain't no holy in you. I'm tired of seeing the production of worship, the action of worship, and there be no heart behind it. It worries God. It bothers God. It turns the stomach of God. And it's in the text, y'all. Listen to it in verse 13. It says, bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies. I cannot away. God says, I can't do it no more. I'm sick. How bad can our worship be that it makes God sick? What could be so bad about what we're giving him that it causes God's stomach to turn and he says, away with it. Here's the insight. My brothers and sisters, the preservation and practice of religious tradition does not ensure that God is being worshipped. Listen to me again. Don't miss that. The preservation and the practice of religious tradition does not ensure that God is being worshipped. That's what he's talking about when he says, bring me no more vain oblations. Oblations are offerings. He says, I don't want any more of your, watch this, vain oblations. He didn't say don't bring offerings. He said don't bring vain offerings. Again, it goes to the heart of the offering, the, the manner of the offering, the way the offering was given. Is your heart right in the offering? Bring me no more oblations where you counting your coins and trying to see if you got enough back. Bring me no more vain oblations where you're actually not happy to give, but, but it's grudgingly done. Bring me no more vain oblations where there's no sentiment behind it, but it's only because of habit. Bring me no more vain oblations, God says. 
Don't bring me any incense. So, so oblations, incense, new moon, Sabbath, all of these are parts of the Jewish religious tradition. And some would say God is against tradition. No, no, no. It's not the tradition. It's how the tradition has been practiced. He's not against the tradition. He is against what the tradition has become. Are you hearing me? God warns us in this text to make sure that we don't think that just because we're holding to and preserving the tradition that God is pleased or that our worship has actually taken place. There is nothing wrong with offerings until they become vain offerings. Nothing wrong with incense until it becomes an abomination. And what God says is your traditions turn my stomach, not because there's something wrong with the tradition, but because there's something wrong with the worshiper. When the Lord listens to your worship and he cannot take joy in what you're saying because he's looking at how you're living. That's not a rejection of the tradition. That's a rejection of the worshiper. Some of us have gotten this confused. God is not anti-tradition. He's anti-sin. God is not anti-liturgy. He's anti-raggedy. He wants you to stop living a raggedy life. God is not against hymns and anthems. God is against hatred and anger. Because those are the things that poison the heart for worship. And I'm convinced that there's some great singing going on in a lot of churches, but God can't hear the melody because of the mess of your heart. Choirs can sing until the rafters rejoice, but he cannot take joy in the song because of the sin that's being practiced in your home life. He can't receive the harmony because of the discord in your heart and the dissonance in your spirit that disrupts the worship that you try to offer to him. How can you ask God to take this worship when your heart is messed up? It's like this. It's like it's like it's like saying it's like saying to your friend, "Here's your favorite meal: uh, this steak and this lobster and all of this on here." But you're serving it to him on a trash can lid. So you're giving me what I like, but you but you serve it to me. What do you want God to do with that? <sighs> Verse 14, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble to me. I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. So God says, in essence, these vain oblations, that is sound without substance. Paul puts it in New Testament language when he says you become tinkling brass and sounding cymbal. It's a lot of sound, but there's no substance to it. 
you, you talk about love, but ain't no love really in your heart. It's just tinkling brass and sounding. It sounds good, but when it comes down to showing love, you don't show the love. You don't demonstrate the love. It's more anger in your heart. You talk a good game. Sound with no substance, vain oblations. There, that that God says this turns my stomach when there is church without change. That's when he talks about the calling of assemblies. You call meetings. It's time for church. It's 11 o'clock. It's time to be in church. He says you call the assembly together, but you have church, but you leave with no change. God asked the question, where is the evidence that you've been in the church? Where's the evidence that you've been in the meeting with me? Where is the evidence that you've encountered the Almighty? Where is the evidence that you've had an experience with the El Shaddai? Where is the evidence? You can call it an assembly, but if the Almighty has not met you in that assembly, you're just having church with no change. And it's vain oblation. It's just empty form without function. New moons and appointed feasts. He says, my soul hates it. You got the form of worship, but there's no function behind it. Paul, Paul talks about it like this when he says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Paul says, it's possible to take on the form of worship, but miss the power to transform. Miss the power to connect to the almighty. So lastly, this passage ends with this third part. After the inquiry, after the insight, there are finally these instructions. Instructions. It says, if you're going to give me something that I want, if you're going to give me worship that will make me happy, worship that will cause me to smile, first of all, here it is. Number one, it must come from a clean heart. Verse 16, wash you, make you clean. There's no way around it. Worship must come from a clean heart. David writes in Psalm 51, that great psalm, where he pleads for a clean heart, renew within him a right spirit. But then he says in verse 14, deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Now, did you get the order of this? After David says, clean my heart, then he says, open my mouth. You missed it. You missed it. He says, before I open my mouth, God deal with this heart. Before I try to worship you, God deal with this heart. Before I sing any worship song, any praise song, before I do anything to lift up you, God deal with my heart. Creating me a clean heart. Renew within me a right spirit. Then I will sing. Then I will open my lips. Then my mouth shall show forth thy praises. My God, my God. Mm. Clean me. Wash me. David says the only way I can sing and it makes you happy, I got to have a clean heart. The only way I can worship and it be something that you want, I've got to have a clean heart. 
The only way I can leave this service and know that you have been satisfied, I've got to have a clean heart. The writer of Hebrews says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Again, the idea is that if we're going to approach the Lord in and through our worship, we cannot come with the stain of sin and the stench of the world on us because worship is serious business. And some of us are just trying to spray perfume on our praise. And it stinks. You trying to cover up with cologne? And it stinks. I don't care how much it costs. God says, until you say, clean my heart, wash me, make me whole, anything you offer God will stink. So it must come from a clean heart. Secondly, it must lead to a clean life. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from, behind, from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. God says, listen, you not only need a clean heart, that heart needs to translate into a clean life. Heart and hands. Clean heart. Clean hands. Understand, you can't just put it away and out of the eyesight of God the way you can with man. Some stuff you can hide with man. God has an all-seeing eye. He sees everything. You can try to cover it up. You can try to act like ain't nothing going on. God knows. He knows what you hide. He knows what you did. He knows what's in your Whatever. God says, quit trying to cover it up. Remove it. Put away your evils from me. Remove it. Stop doing it. And then worship me. Thirdly, and I'm through. Here it is. Worship is going to be pleasing. It must produce, here's something you don't expect, a clean community. I know you thought worship was just about you and God. But God blows it up. And says, after your heart is right, and after your hands are right, go make your community right. It's in the text, y'all. It's in the text. Verse 17, look at it. It says, learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. God says to us, in effect, that worship is wearisome that does not have an impact on our community. Worship is wearisome that does not translate into some action. Worship is wearisome that does not change society. Worship is wearisome to God that is left in the church to be picked up next Sunday and next Sunday 
at next Sunday. God says, no, when you leave this church, when you leave worship, go do something for somebody else. Go make somebody else's life better. Touch the fatherless. Touch the widow. Plead for somebody who cannot plead for themselves. Make sure that your worship has some impact in your community around you. Ah. Do well, seek justice, relieve the oppressed, fight for the fathers, plead for the widow. The Lord says, if your worship is real, if it is authentic, it should produce something right in your society. It ought to change what's wrong in your world. It ought to transform what's unjust in your community. No need of you worshiping if you leave the community week after week in the same com condition that you find it. Hmm. We get our praise on and folk are still hungry. And we think we're doing something. We get our worship on and water is still dirty. Y'all ain't talking to me. We get our worship on, but, but systemic racism is still happening. We get our worship on. But we got all kinds of issues down at City Hall. Can I just talk? We get our worship on. There are all kinds of things happening in our city that we need to be the solution for. We get our worship on. But then we don't say anything down. Hmm. All right, here it is. It is. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you right now to make sure that your worship translates into something meaningful. Um, we almost had another crisis. We almost had another crisis. For a whole lot of different reasons. We found ourselves at the edge of another issue. Now, thanks be to God. Trash won't be piling up next week. Thanks be to God. But, but, but let me go on and so I'm, I'm, I'm out here now. Might as well, might as well talk. When somebody's been working for six months, let me add this, and doing a good job. Now, I ain't got no dogs in this fight, but this is just an ethical issue. When somebody's working, doing a good job. Seems to me that the ethical thing, I, I'm not talking about your, 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 I ain't talking about your legal cases right now. I ain't talking about all of that. I, I understand that, but, 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 but where we are right now, we shouldn't have even been here. Shouldn't even been here. And I'm going to join 
a group. Already a part of it, but on Tuesday, we're going to be at City Hall. There's a city council meeting. I need a few of y'all to meet, meet us down there. Because here's what doesn't need to happen. We don't need a Band-Aid on this. Where six months later, we're trying to figure it out again. Number one, you got a minority contractor. That's what you said you wanted. You got somebody who's doing the job and, and is doing a good job. I mean, there have been a few hiccups here and there, but for the most part, they're doing a good job. I'm going to suggest that they get the contract. I'm going to suggest that they get the contract. They've done the job. They're doing the job. It's a minority firm. Amen. Let's not, let's not, look, folk waiting for Jackson to fail. Amen. Folk waiting for Jackson to fail again. Because all they're going to do is play the tape. See, they can't handle this. See, they can't handle that. We all not give them ammunition. I'm probably making somebody mad because that may not be the folk who you want to get paid. But I just believe that if folk have done well, and are doing well. We don't have any reason. Let them fight out the legal stuff. I, I know that. I get that. But let's go ahead and, and do what's right. I'm glad to hear that they are going to get paid. Y'all saw, saw the report. They are going to get paid. That's good news. But let's go on and give them the contract. Be through with this. Be, let's go. Let's let's get on to something else. Now you might be saying to me, Reverend, what they got to do with the church? I just showed you. I just showed you. If your worship does not impact your community, if your worship doesn't change, touch deal with issues in your community you just having weekly emotional releases in a church building and it's time for your worship to mean something more than getting your praise on I'm done may the Lord bless you and keep you real good you're here this morning we've been talking for the last few Sundays about worship about how to make worship authentic and pleasing unto God there's one common thread that goes back to all of these sermons that if worship 
is going to excite the heart of God, it begins with the offering of yourself. Everything else is a vain ablation if you have not given him yourself. So giving yourself to God, Lord, here I am. Use me. Here I am. Take me. Here I am. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make of me that which you would have me to be. If you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, first thing I want to do is offer you Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, who died on a cross for your sin. Jesus, who suffered, bled, and died, rose again from the dead. Jesus. We call him Mary's baby. Jesus, the rose of Sharon. Jesus, the bright and the morning star. He wants to be your savior. And if you don't know him as that, I extend to you, I offer you Jesus Christ. Now listen, you say, what, what does that mean? It means praying this prayer with me in your heart. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, pray this prayer with me. Lord, I give myself to you. I open my heart to you. I ask Jesus to come into my life and save me. I believe Jesus is God's son and I accept Jesus as my savior. In Jesus name, amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, welcome to salvation. Welcome to new life in Jesus Christ. Listen, somebody ought to celebrate that right now. Somebody just got saved. Somebody in this sanctuary, somebody watching just got saved. And if you're in this sanctuary and you prayed that prayer, listen, won't you come right now, wherever you are, come right now. Let's celebrate that with you. Come right now. If you just prayed that prayer and you accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, come right now. Let us celebrate that with you. God bless you. Anybody? God bless you. Anyone in this sanctuary? Yes, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Listen, if you've already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you don't have a church home, this could be your church home. Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. We want to be your pastor. We want to be your brothers and sisters in the faith. If you don't have a church home, you've been coming here. You've been worshiping here. You've been watching online, but you're ready now to make K-Chapel. This is your church. Come on. The doors of the church are open. Come right now. The doors of the church are open. Wherever you are, God bless you. Come right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come now. Come now. Come now. God bless you. Come now. Somebody needs some encouragement. Somebody needs some encouragement. God bless you. So you can use me. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. I give. I give myself away. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Do that right now. Give yourself to him. Give yourself to him. I give. I give myself away. So you can use me. So you can use me. Yeah, Lord. I give myself away. Bless his name. Bless his name. I give myself. I give myself. I give myself away. So you can use so you, so you can use me. Can use me. Here I am. Here I stand. Here I stand. Lord, my life. Lord, my life is in your hands. Lord, I'm longing. Lord, I'm longing. Lord, I'm longing. I'm longing to see. 
I come right now. Ministers, I here to pray with you. If you're in need of prayer, come right now. I give myself. I give myself. You're in need of prayer on this side. You're ready to join K Chapel on this side. I give myself away. So you, so you, you can use me. Hallelujah. I give myself. I give myself away. Bless your name, God. Bless your name, God. I give myself away. Thank you, Lord. I give myself away. So you, so you can use me. Can use I give myself. Me. I give myself away. Oh Lord, I give myself away. So you, so you can use me. Give myself. Give myself away. together you're all together love all together all together word all together all together wonderful to me here i am here i am to worship Worship, worship that makes him smile. Here I am. Worship that he wants. Worship that makes his heart smile. Here I am, God. Here I am, God. Stand here. I
bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless you, God. to be taken out. God, cleanse us. Cleanse our hearts that our hands might be used. Wash our insides that our outsides might worship and testify of who you are. And God, we pray that our worship is not left to a weekly experience. But God, that each and every day, that we would be your hands and your feet in our communities. That justice would roll down like a mighty stream. God, we need a mighty stream. We need a mighty clean stream. So do what you will in and with us and through us. We ask it. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.